0: Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> hey, listeners welcome to a new episode of the new standard and as always we, i am or we are joined by my partner in crime on my left neil kulong what's up big neil you
1: know, lance it's a, a bittersweet hectic day here certainly in the kulong household uh we saw the steelers Pull off a victory in week 18 28 14 over the hated cleveland browns avenging an earlier loss this season as the steelers claim third place in the afc north for whatever that is worth they did manage to beat all three afc north teams this season and guess what lance mike tomlin has finished with a record over 500 for a 16th consecutive season uh. choke on it you love it. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> Go cry somewhere else. Don't I, 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 told this, I told this to my wife uh, right before we came on. That is my favorite tweet to send every single year, just because of how pissed off people get. I, I find it, it it's, it's not even funny. It, it's just kind of jokingly sad that there are people who actively root against their team. Because they don't like this record. They are so bothered by this. They have to chime in about it all season long. They have to assume baselessly that that's the team's aim to do nothing more than win nine games in a season. As if they had the power to transform the dung heap roster that they had last year into a team that was going to win 13 or 14 games right now. Guess where the bills are right now? A dominant team. You know how good the Bills were when they went to Pittsburgh and and pulled out low-scoring win? What was that, back in, in uh, 2018, 2019, somewhere in there? Yeah, yeah, with Duck Hodges. Yeah, you know how how not good they were at that point? They were at best a 500 team, if I remember correctly. I think they, they, they might have won a playoff game uh first round that year. I think that's when they beat Houston. That's yeah, the, exactly that's the power yeah, exactly of melon and meal <laughs> what's up Ollie? all, all i will say is this probably i'm not getting into it but probably i'm sure that's what people are pissed about
0: what's <laughs> up ollie howard species 56 also want to give a big shout out to alamander i think a new listener to the show with the mandalorian symbol as his uh, little icon for his name, just, make sure waste
1: no time either diving right in after yeah. Canada. Diving yes, right in. Yes.
0: And we're gonna get Love to it. that.
1: And, and we're oh, and yeah. we're and we're gonna get to that
0: for sure. Um and, and before we do that, as always, if you want to like and subscribe to the show Alamander, please hit the like and subscribe button. We are very close to being monetized. You can find the program on YouTube, do a search for the new standard in Lance Williams or Neil Kulong. And since the Steelers are not going to be in the playoffs, we're going to go back to probably once a week on Wednesdays. And we're going to do some breaking news shows as as needed. And, um, Neil, you interested in doing some playoff stuff? Breaking down some playoffs? Um, do we want to get into
1: that now? I'm not sure No, no, entirely... no, I mean for for like the weekend shows. You want Oh, to... for a show, yeah. yeah. If, want, if to do some playoffs, want to listen to okay. any, Um Yeah, we can I'll, do some I'll playoff there, stuff. I'll be there for yeah. all of it, kind of the same way yeah. we
0: normally do. Well, so, we'll do we'll, we'll we'll do some playoff stuff. I'm not sure uh what the seedings are. Uh do the Chargers have the 5 seed? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just cuz I, I know, know. what the, the
1: Chargers
0: I'm not sure because they still got to play today. Yeah, so, we won't know till they play their game, because I know the Ravens
1: are going to lose. Chargers but- are the fifth seed right now, currently slated to travel to Jacksonville. You guys heard me talk about Jacksonville at the beginning of this season. Heading down to Duval to take on the pesky, defensive-minded Jaguars in round one, a game that I would absolutely want to watch. I'd be very excited uh, to, to see that. And before we jump into the game, I, I, I do want to jump into the comment from Blue
0: Gold. And yeah, shout out to the Steeler players and coaches for not quitting on the season. And, 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 and that leads me right into, before we jump into the game and we talk about the game, well, let's talk about the game a little bit. And then I'm going to queue up that comment again, because it leads into another question that I have for you and that I have for listeners as well. Um, what what's your thoughts on this game? Let me ask you one thing about this game. And, and and I think you could probably give some context to it. I don't go to a lot of games live. I haven't been to a game in a while. What is the process of, you know, on the big run by Najee Harris in the red zone early in the game, when it looked like that he scored, that his knee didn't touch, and he crossed the goal line and scored. Uh, what, what's the process of the challenge? Was Do you think that play was shown – on the jumbotron, do you think the information uh, came in quick enough for the sideline to be able to challenge that play? It seemed very interesting, and it seemed like a mistake uh, that they did not challenge that play. bring it down, you know, in your comments overall about the game, how that process works, and why why do you think they did not challenge
1: that big play? I they they should have certainly. It's early in the game. It's first down. I don't know about the rest of you. I don't have a remarkable high level of faith in uh, the replay process or the officials overseeing it. That said, the decision, uh, I can assure you, was made based uh, strategically more than anything else. They didn't wait to look at it because they had what they wanted on the field and they wanted to get to the line to run a QB sneak that they have run successfully many times. On top of that, they have a running back who rarely ever fumbles the ball. We can say that now without having to knock on wood because the season's over. And it would have been second down if it was overturned and they would have been out of timeout. I don't think that there is a large incentive um, in the moment, in the second, to say, let's wait and see. And look. It was not clear he was not down. You did not see that immediately, okay? It wasn't until the replay came up, which nullifies my entire point. What I'm saying is, at the second that they had to challenge or not challenge, they had the personnel on the field that they wanted versus the defense that they wanted. They're going to rush to the line to try to catch them off guard because they're running a quarterback sneak. Didn't work out. No, you didn't. Don't tell me you did because you didn't. You had a guess, okay? The official on the field who's next to the play when you're 10,000 miles away from it made the ruling. It's the incorrect ruling. You did not know that until you saw the replay. And that's the whole point here. They didn't have the opportunity to look at the replay because they just said, you know what? Screw it. We get it. We get it. But we have just as good a percentage here um, of of scoring. Like honestly, they should have. It wasn't the best executed sneak. You don't expect Najee to fumble. I thought the whole over the top thing was dead and buried. I don't know why they did that in that situation. Okay, fine. You say say whatever you want. Say whatever you want. My point is, looking at the TV, you can make whatever opinion you want. The official on the field made the ruling. He is much closer to it than you were. Just because you saw it is irrelevant. Doesn't make a difference. That's not even the point. What we are arguing is whether or not they should have allowed a, a, an opportunity to look at the replay versus taking what they had right in front of them at that moment, which was uh, a lighter personnel that they would have liked to have seen a quarterback with some mobility, the new rule in place that allows the running back or whoever to, to push the, the ball carrier forward, which Najee didn't do for some reason on that play. I don't know why that happened. Part of a, a, a slew of errors that they made offensively in this game. Oh, good. NDSU scored. Imagine that. <laughs> <coughs> um, yes. To, to summarize Lance, I, I, The replay was conclusive. I don't think they would have overturned. I I think they definitely would have overturned it. I totally see, though, why they say, we've got what we want on the field. Let's run the play because it's second down. We're at the one-inch line. We're in four-down territory. If we don't get in from the one-foot line on three plays, we don't deserve to score, replay or otherwise. I would bet that that was their mentality, and I think they would have. um, I don't like the, the second play call. I like the sneak, but I, I didn't like the second play call, the over-the-top thing. Too good of a chance of what happening happened, and I, I don't think that that's necessary. You know, For those of that- you watching at home, NDSU, North Dakota State University that is currently getting their tails whipped by rival South Dakota State in the FCS National Championship game just scored to go down 31, what is it, 31 or 38 to 21 now? You know, I'm disappointed, Neil, because I was really looking
0: forward to wearing the T-shirt, L.A. face with the Oakland booty. I was really (laughs) I was really looking forward to wearing because me and Neil had a bet outside the show. Well, it wasn't a bet. But Neil was like, well, if the Steelers go to the playoffs and and they win and NDSU wins, I'm going to get you a T-shirt that says L.A. face with the Oakland booty. Yes. And I was looking forward to winning. But just though if you're new to the program, Neil is a big NDSU fan. And secretly, this is a sub podcast for NDSU football. Go Bites.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna love by the way. We talk (laughs) about Cal Bears all the time. We throw NDSU out there. These are these are Yes. alumni celebrating yes. our, our team's success well yes. mean, your your team didn't play today mine did and got yeah completely and destroyed and, and my team we put a lot of pros in the league
0: but we don't have a lot of success yeah so I was just interested to get your perspective on it because I always wonder like how quickly does information get to the sidelines for them to get the information to challenge or
1: not it, um, it can be as quick as whoever's watching the game Okay. They have they have broadcast uh, feeds. Uh, keep in mind, though, those angles are not necessarily the ones that the officials have uh, down in the field. So you don't you can't watch the TV replay and say this is what the the official will look at. Absolutely, I'm I'm forgetting off the top of my head was the Raiders against somebody, but what looked like on the TV a very obvious uh, touchdown catch was. Um, it called on the field to be an incomplete pass. The replay looked like it should have been a completed pass. They made, they held the call on the field saying it was incomplete and everybody went completely nuts. The official said after the game, they didn't have the angle that made it obvious. So for whatever reason that happens, it, for me personally, I think it's just a problem with the entire replay system being flawed in, in a variety of ways, but you can't necessarily count on them seeing exactly what you're seeing. So it, it is a gamble. It really is. What's your thoughts on this game overall? I mean, I thought that when I look
0: at this season, and I don't want to put the season in context just yet, but looking at this game, um, I think there's further evidence that uh, Kenny Pickett is, I I think, going to be a solid pro. I think his ceiling is yet to be determined, um, but... I, I I still think he's going to be a solid pro. What's up, Joel Jamie, uh, that, Double J? We're going um, to get to that, I assure and, you. And, 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 and we and we are going to get to that. And and based on Joel Jamie's call, and I, I'm going to let Neil wax poetic, that roughing the passer was horrible. <laughs> and the reason why it was such a bad call was Deshaun Watson in the game itself stepped out of about seven tackles, like 7,000 wow. tackles in the game
1: so i wonder how they score that and on the stats if 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 they count uh broken tackles as being fairly open and fairly loose he had to have had literally like 20 of them today i i don't think i've ever seen a quarterback escape that much pressure they were all over him they got him a decent amount of time by the end and i think that's because watson was just gassed he didn't have anything left i mean he was running the whole game
0: the other thing i wanted to say my my kind of my kind of thing about the game that call was bad i thought the 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 interesting fumble in the red zone. But the other thing was, and I think I wrote on Twitter, in the game, Kenny, in the game with a score. And I I think Mm. over these past three weeks in really big moments, you saw your rookie quarterback play really good football. Now, I think as a rookie quarterback, I think he's in the process of being more consistent play to play, down to down hitting the layups, but man, when the kid is put into a a tough situation and he has to make a play and show up big, uh, like I, like, like there was a funny meme. He has little hands, but big nads. I mean, Kenny's Kenny steps up. Kenny steps up in the moment. And I'm certain that Kenny has convinced that staff and that locker room that he's the guy moving forward. What's your thoughts on this game?
1: Um, and, and Kenny overall in his season. Um, it, it, I thought this was Pickett's worst game um, in a while today. Uh, he did not play well overall. I do like the fact that uh, probably the two best throws he made came once again yeah, on the down. last drive, uh, the two third downs, but the two point conversion throw was a beauty. That yes, was a great, absolutely, ball. Um, and good on good on poor Deontay Johnson. Uh, he did not score a touchdown this season. That that's. People don't seem to understand this, how statistically impossible, impossible that is. It's almost like he literally was not allowed to score all season. Nobody in NFL history has caught that many passes or had that many balls thrown to him and not scored a touchdown. No one even close. I mean, it, it, it's it's remarkable. But uh, Pickett played well um, on that last drive. Again, the game wasn't quite on the line the same way. But to put, for the whole team, and I want to praise Connor Hayward as well for the way the, the role that he oh, played, uh, especially after Pat Farnmouth went down. It doesn't sound good for him. Um, speculating, but it doesn't sound like he would have been available next week anyway. So uh, we'll have more on that when that comes out. But uh, that that's one to keep in mind um, come training camp time. If that's a torn ACL, uh, I highly doubt he's going to be ready to go uh, first thing in in late July. But the bottom line uh, with Pickett today. Not a good game from him, I don't think. But if we're grading him overall, um, the only thing I can really do is evaluate it against my expectations. Uh, he was well above what I thought that he would be, but very similar to how if he was going to be successful, this is what he would look like. Uh, the decision-making was what, night and day from where he started. He was a much better, much more confident passer at the end of the season than he was at the beginning. That kind of progression is what you want to see with a rookie quarterback of any type. Um, I, I can say this too. Trevor Lawrence is, is, for all obvious reasons, an incredibly gifted NFL quarterback. It took him until the end of this season to really put everything together. Now, he's had you know all kinds of issues that we can get into at a time. That's a great point. But it, it still took him a while to put it all together. And you're not going to find anybody in history that, that's as more complete of a prospect than him. Prospect. I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame. For what you would like to start a player with at age 22, Trevor Lawrence is it. He's the prototype for that. It took him a while to kind of get things going. And he didn't play particularly well last night. He made some mistakes that I frankly thought were very similar to Pickett. And I, I would put some of that on inexperience. Lawrence launched a couple passes like Pickett did. Pickett missed three touchdowns in this game. Um, again, probably his worst game that he's played in, in since the bye. Um, but the overall body of work, we have to be happy with that. There's a lot that you can build with that. Um, I know that that seems like the, the, the lamentations of a loser, and that's really what the Steelers are. I mean, 9-8, and eight, great. You didn't make the playoffs, let alone win a playoff game. You took a step back from where you were last year in, in uh, one manner of thinking. But the future is, is better this year, I think. And Pickett is a big part of that. I thought he, he availed himself very well um he will decide what his ceiling is going to be ultimately but i like what i saw from him this year i would definitely keep him i don't think there's a reason to to look quarterback in this draft unless you're drafting a backup at some point i don't know if they'll do that or not that's certainly something we're going to talk about here on the new standard in the future we've got the business season coming up my favorite time of the year to be honest i'm a nerd like that really enjoy it but uh arrows pointed up for Kenny Pickett that that's a that's a good thing we, we should be excited about what we saw not where he is but where he's going you know that this is a process he's got to continue to build it's interesting that you said they took a step back in terms of the
0: season in comparison to last year because as and I don't know if I have my definitive answer for myself yet in terms of you know, how I want to view this season, but you're absolutely right. They took a step back, but at the same time, I feel much better about their future than I did last year, even though they went to the playoffs. Cause last year we knew Ben Roethlisberger was retiring. They had no answer at quarterback moving forward. It wasn't going to be Mason Rudolph. Although they don't go to the playoffs this year, they finish with a you know a nine and eight record. They don't go to the playoffs, but they have a quarterback. And if you have a quarterback and you have a quarterback that can play, he can play. Um, what he'll be, like you said, Neil, the ceiling will be determined by largely by him, his coordinator and the coaching staff and Maple Mike, uh, the offensive coordinator for Pittsburgh Steelers. That's his name on this show, Maple Mike. It's a combination of Matt Canada and Mike Tomlin, Maple Mike. Okay. And so, right but but I, I'm still, I haven't really wrapped it around my head. And there's some great comments. And let me jump into some of these comments in terms of, because a lot of times, Neil, you'll make a comment that will help me kind of Crystallize my thoughts and opinions, but before I jump into these comments, uh, and we were talking about Kenny and Kenny's arrow going up and his maturation and him getting better. Explain to me how he misses that Sims throw. Is he just not looking oh, at
1: that? He, he, he didn't look. He. Uh, um, I'll say this, and this is the kind of thing a backup quarterback. Um, will look for in film. They tend to, to study the mis- – I don't want to – oh, frick. Interception, South Dakota State. <clears throat> this one's over. <laughs> I'm not even going to watch the end of it. We're just going to turn that on. Damn it. Um, I would say this because I have been a backup quarterback. I have reviewed the mistakes, the other throws, the other angles. If you have multiple options on, on a play, which you don't always – but in that case, you don't see a guy like Sims running as hard as he did. I would say this just on the, the once or twice that I watched it again, and Pickett's not going to take long to, to see this either. Johnson, the safety is coming down just as the slot corner uh, is moving over a little bit. The guy that was on uh, Sims inside looked like he was picking up something underneath or he was going to blitz. The fact the safety was moving along with that should have tipped Pickett off. I don't think Pickett ever looked that way, though, because the play went to the left. If he noticed the safety coming down on Sims, he's going to know, and especially he knows what route Sims is running or the options that, that Sims has. He's running a post to a vacant middle third of the field with nothing but a safety on a slot receiver. You want that matchup. You don't want Deontay outside the numbers. You want Sims on a post against John Johnson. Uh, I, the only explanation to me that makes sense is that the picket didn't see it. He didn't look at it. Um, I'll be honest with you too. Before we try to string him up and and you know crucify him for making the mistake that he made, it happens a lot. Okay, yeah. quarterbacks miss throws like that. It's unfortunate. That's one he really needs to pick up on. But Josh Allen misses that throw sometimes, or misses the the read sometimes. Um, Pat Mahomes misses that read sometimes you have to take it and, and factor it into your pregame work, into, um, the, the evaluation of the playbook. You have to be able to look at those kinds of things at the same time, though, this is what happens with the Steelers when they don't prioritize, um, a, a high level, uh, production out of their slot receiver, your quarterbacks don't look at them. And to me, it, it's yeah, not it's a big deal, point. but I, I don't like that. I've never liked that. I, I felt that, um, I can't believe I forgot his name. Number 17, little kid. Six years ago, Ben loved him. Eli Rogers. Eli Rogers was a really good receiver. He was very talented in an offense that did not want to utilize the slot receiver for much more than being an outlet, being a utility guy, trying to help on screens, things like that. If they sent their slot guys deep on plays more often, I I think the offense would open up a little bit more. It would freeze safeties a bit more um, than, than what they currently are able to accomplish with nothing but just outside the numbers stuff. We saw uh, George Pickens really get into the game today. I thought that was Pickens. Um, Pickens made four catches that were just unreal. I mean, it, you know Absolutely. one of them didn't count, but my God, that kid's got hands of glue. I mean, it just it doesn't make sense <laughs> sometimes how he holds onto the ball. Um, it's good to have that. You can use that to set up other uh, plays down the field. I think, to a degree, that's what happened. You had Sims streaking down the middle of the field and it's just you, you saw it in the replay right away it's like oh no the safety move you know exactly where he's going to go um sims knew it straight off the the uh, uh the snap and pickett i think he just didn't look at it that's it, i'm not trying to to criticize him i'm just saying that I, there's no way an nfl quarterback wouldn't make that throw i mean I, yeah I, you it, a—it's a, a it, you, <clears throat> you made a good point that
0: the personnel aspect of it because if it's juju he's going to get a look for instance if juju is the slot player you're not going to do your you're not going to never look at it you're you're going to give juju a glance and if you glance that way at all bad ball good ball whatever type of ball it just needs to be thrown if it's thrown it's a score but that was that's a great point in terms of the personnel how the personnel could impact the read itself but let me jump into a couple of these comments from double H and from Steeler 63, because I want to get your perspective on what do you, how do you view the season? And what do you think is the the proper way to view the season where you go nine and eight, you have a winning record, but you finish with the eighth seed. And unfortunately the eighth seed is not a playoff seed. Uh And double H wrote the following, and let me put it up here. Uh, It was too much to hope for. Luckily, the Jets, Pats, and Dolphins collapsed the past three weeks to even put the Steelers in a position to be possible. Oh, well, there's always next year. And Steelers 63 wrote, Woo-hoo, the standard for Tomlin is above five hundred, but lose to teams like the Jets, which came back to cost him in the end. We'll wait to next year. And so this season, like you, I think astutely said, was a step back. Some respects, I think, is sort of a step forward in terms of the future because you found your quarterback, but it is a close but no cigar season. Is it fair to deem the season that way? How are you looking at the season? And, and what do you think is fair? What do you think, fan, how
1: fans should look at this season? I honestly, and we'll we'll flesh this out in the months to come lance here on the new standard podcast but i it's going to be really hard to distinguish the differences between this year and last year i mean we we know things that are different but the end result is mostly the same it really is um if if you want to say well it's because they tied the lions all right well this steelers team went through two quarterbacks that probably two-thirds of the season played substandard football that's not easy to, to overcome. When you have the, the lesser of the two quarterbacks in most of the games you play, that's hard to overcome. Pickett improved, but Pickett wasn't good right away. He absolutely was not. Trubisky was not good um ever really. Well, when he came as a starter, he was it's not Carolina. good. He came on the bench, I thought he did he did a good job. I think that's probably going to be more of his role moving forward, and he doesn't seem to understand that, but all right, I don't blame him. They didn't get good quarterback play for a while. Their line was not good. Their run game was was a disaster. They fixed all of that. This wasn't a great team at any point, but they were far better in week 18 than they were in weeks one through five. And don't try to tell me otherwise. There's no way, you know, we can bitch about the Jets' loss, the Dolphins' loss. There's a lot to bitch about in that. If you get a better quarterback, they win both of those games. But whatever happened with Cincinnati, they would not win that game again in a hundred tries. Okay. That was, that was the dumbest win the Steelers have ever had. Okay. And that was a game that went down to the end of overtime for them to hit a field goal after a backup snapper had to come in. If you ever want to know the value of a long snapper, watch that game. You want to see an NFL's long snapper versus the port showed that they put in, they got two kicks blocked because he was snapping at half speed Steelers should not have won that game. So in that way, it should be eight and nine. You know, we can bitch about the games that they didn't win that they, you know, they kind of blew it at the end, or we can say, look, they grossly overachieved in a few of these games. Um, Go either way. And that was the story of last year. So I'm not sure if it was better or worse than last year. Here's what I know though. If they didn't move at all from last year, they didn't move and they're prepared now to take two steps forward. I don't think we could have said that this time last year. Agreed. After they got boat raced by the Chiefs, something we knew was going to happen. We had a, a sense of unknown going into the season. Ben was done. No idea what they were going to do a quarterback at that point. Our last show, Lance, we were talking about Mason Rudolph's efficacy as as the starting quarterback. Rudolph. Did he did he, <laughs> he dress a couple games? I think. Rudolph? But How many you look in, you know, unfortunately, we talked about Dwayne Haskins too, RIP. Um, that didn't work out. They brought in two draft picks and a free agent to go along with Rudolph. In other words, they didn't know, they didn't have a sense of it. Now they have that question answered. The backup's going to be interesting. We'll see what they do there. Um, trade the quarterback question out for a large chunk of their defense by the way, that's going to be a, a, a really. That's going to be really
0: decision. interesting in this offseason.
1: A lot of moves that they'll make defensively. Now, I'm not even saying replacement. I'm saying that a lot of these guys are either in their final years or they're free agents, especially in the secondary. So we don't know what what's going to happen on the defensive side of the ball. I feel, though, the basis of the team that they have, with the exception of their left tackle, their offense, you can add to it now. You have a foundation. Now you need to add some stuff. I, I like what they did. The exception of the left side of the line, which I understand is, uh, you know, a pretty big exception, but it's a lot better than it was a year ago. <laughs> okay. They were looking at replacing all of them uh, a year ago. I think you need to make a move at left tackle. I would not be surprised if they make a move at left guard, but the idea of having the offensive line coach back and an anchor, I, I, the the uh, off season acquisitions of um, the, the the center and the right guard were big locking up your right tackle. I, I, that he did a better job than he's being given credit for there's a lot of argument about that uh you you have something that you can hang your hat on it's not great but get another year together and this i think lance is a perfect segue into discussing um the canadian elephant in the room yes their offensive coordinator
0: yes And, and, and here's the reason why i think you have to move forward from canada and yes, there are some things that are always going to be left on the field because players aren't perfect. There's always going to be some stuff that, you, that, that doesn't get executed. Like the Sims play, uh, there, there's other stuff that gets left on the field and you could probably score better. But to me, the biggest indictment on Matt Canada – in terms of moving forward, is not necessarily a stat. But I'll give you number one. I don't know if you should trust Matt Canada with the development of your quarterback. That That's not something that, when I say future franchise quarterback developed by Matt Canada, that doesn't feel warm and fuzzy. That does not feel warm and fuzzy. That doesn't feel like Uh, like if you told me Kenny Pickett, Frank Reich, I'd be like, Oh, if you said Kenny Pickett, Doug Peterson, if he were available, huh? If you said Kenny Pickett and just and Mike McDaniel per se, I'd be like, huh? But when you say Kenny in Canada, nah, man, nah, man, that, that I don't want, I don't want to see that moving forward. The other thing, other reason why I don't want to see Canada on the team And, of course, some of this goes to execution, but some of this goes to coaching. They didn't average 20 points this year. Hell, they didn't average 18. They they averaged 17 17? points again. Now, it might be like 17.6, 17.9. Let's round up. Let's go 18. They did not average 20 points this year. You you, got to make a change. You you, got to make a change. You can't put this all on the fact that the quarterback is young. I I think they have to move forward from Canada, and I hope if they do, they look outside the organization, and 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 look for a very good skilled offensive coach that could be on the market. I I you know I like your suggestion of uh, Frank Reich. Uh, I thought that sounded very good. Um, I would be looking for somebody that's had a good track record of developing a young quarterback. Um, I I think they have to make the move and get rid
1: of Canada. I think very much along those same lines. I I will say this. um, As much as we want to rip Canada, um, he got 28 points out of this team today, and that was their worst offensive performance of the last couple games. They executed terribly. uh, Things that are not... It, it's not Matt Canada's fault that Kevin Dotson, for some reason, is seven yards down the field on a screen pass. <laughs> yeah. Okay? Inexcusable, by the way. I, I can't believe the amount of times that's happened this season. It, it's, it's ridiculous. That needs to get fixed in, in the worst way. Um, that's not all on Matt Canada. I like to think that this is something they practice and go over. Uh, those types of screens require timing and precision. They're things that you do need to work on. But it's week 18 for F's sake. you you, they must have had seven or eight of these penalties this year that's insane you should not be downfield that often okay it it shouldn't happen that way um those types of things bothered me about Canada far more than everyone freaking out over play calling as if Matt Canada is is completely unaware of what the team is capable of doing if you don't like them running the ball on second down okay I, I don't know what to tell you I don't think that's a Terminable offense. Here's what I know though you want to give all credit to Najee Harris with no credit to the offensive line at all, and therefore no credit to coaching or coordination. It's wrong. You can't have it both ways. Okay. If that's the case, the Najee Harris has the entire weight of everything on his shoulders, and he just decided to start trying over the last half of the season. <laughs> they did a great job fixing that problem, it was a significant problem. We ripped on Najee, on on the offensive line, on the overall offensive direction most of the season. By the end of it, they weren't great, but it's three steps ahead of where they started. And I said at the beginning of the season, it was going to take time for the offense. I don't know how high the ceiling really is because I don't think they really have all that much talent, but Pickens is, is a star, like I thought he would be when they signed him. He came on much better than I thought he would with limited opportunities because they have a limited team. They need to start with what they have right now. And for me, for my money, I I think that includes finding a different direction. Um, I don't feel offensive coordinators get fired as much as what offensive coordinator A does is not what's going to fit um, the the talent that they have. That's a good one. And there are times in which offensive coordinator B – has better insight into something that we feel will be better with this group of people. So it, it's I, I I don't like the notion, and this is common. And those who are, are used to listening to me rant on this show know this. I don't like the notion that people have that an offensive coordinator walks around with a, a secret notebook, like in The Water Boy, and that's everything. <laughs> they draw up their plays. They have plays that they like certainly they have packages more than anything that's really what an offense is it's how you coordinate things and it's how you communicate things it's how you you take whatever it is you make the language easy to understand and you coach to it that's really what an offensive scheme is okay the coordinator puts all of that together a lot of times you you really just need a different set of eyes to look at something. And I think that's more of what the Steelers uh, are going to want to do. Are we keeping them? No, I said that a, a minute ago. I know I rambled a bit there, but I, I think they're going to make a change. Um, I couldn't tell you the, the first bit of who they would hire. I suggested Frank Reich, who I don't think anybody would disagree with has had a, a, a good amount of success within Coordinating an offense certainly within training and quarterback. The luck factor, and 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 coordinating a young QB and a running game. Keep that in mind. Yes, because, you know Indianapolis. If if anything, and I don't know what happened specifically between Frank Reich and Carson Wentz, but I don't think Frank Reich got quality play out of the quarterbacks that he had. They spent a lot of money on quarterbacks who didn't do particularly well. What I understand of Wentz and Reich. And keep in mind, too, I know this from several people. I have never met the man, but I have yet to talk to anybody within the NFL that did not have glowing things to say about Frank Reich, at the very least as a person. Frank Reich was all but swearing in postseason interviews last year after Wentz left about Carson Wentz. Wentz did something there that really agitated the people there. It doesn't seem like Washington likes him a whole lot either. So uh, whatever it is that happened there, it didn't work out well. And he got left with really not much uh, to, to work with this season. Matt Ryan was a shell of himself. It was sad. Matt Ryan's not going to play next season. I sincerely hope he's not going to play next season for his sake. Um, he would have a better quarterback situation in Pittsburgh. And he definitely has the, the makings of a really good run game. I like Reich for that job. Will they hire him? I have no idea. You know, who they hire for these jobs, it's not nearly as simple as people think that it is. The Steelers don't like coordinators who are going to be head coaches sooner rather than later. We can take that to mean whatever we want, but I I will say this. The quality and the the skill of an NFL head coach is not to train future NFL head coaches. It's to coach players, okay? Okay. They're not there to coach coaches. Yeah. It's the stupidest thing in the world to get into his coaching tree. Doesn't matter. You have a gimmicky idea. The guys that know it well are going to go somewhere else and do it. The Steelers aren't a gimmicky team. That's not how they coach. That's not how they play. Does that mean better? No, no, it doesn't. And the, the Steelers fans, more than anybody, should know this. How many complete and total dumpster fire Patriots coaches have there been? A ton. OK, Most. the Steelers don't want to hire people that just kind of regurgitate what they do. They bring something specific to them, but they are also not the types to try to reinvent the wheel. It's not to suggest innovation is not a critical component of the game. I think, to be honest, Matt Canada did a lot of that. How did Derek Watt score his touchdown? They ran that play twice today and Cleveland had no idea it was coming. I don't think we had an idea it was coming. No, they did a great job executing that. That's the kind of stuff that Canada likes to do, the misdirection of the run game. they did a really good job with that. Um, that said, I think they need to find better ideas, better concepts with your new quarterback, with your receiving group, which is um, pretty shallow but still expensive to a degree and laden with some talent. You got to develop you have to continue to develop Pickens You've got to get more out of Deontay as far as as splash plays go, which is also on your receiver's coach. But your coordination has to reflect that. They've got to do a better job finding ways to get these guys in different spots to make plays down the field. They can't be as dependent upon the run as they are. So to me, I, I, Frank Reich would be great. Um, I think he knows how to do that, but he also knows how to, to run the ball successfully, he knows how to coordinate that effort. You know, you say it all the time,
0: and that's why I'm going to make this comment. Maple Mike is the OC. I mean, essentially, I mean because, and and I say that because fighting the sun here, and and I say that because the head coach. I mean, ultimately, if a head coach wants to run an offense a certain way, it's going to be on the offensive coordinator to do that. Yes, I mean, so to cert to a certain extent, I, I I think unless you can absolutely convince. Mike Tomlin, that his pass protection is going to be consistent, I don't think he's going to open it up. He's going to go to what he's used to, and that's being conservative and winning in an ugly fashion and running the football. If you can't convince him that we can protect it and we're not going to turn the ball over. We're going to get because we're going to stay conservative yep. and we're going to play that way. So you got to convince him of that. So regardless yep. of who they hire, maple mike is going to be the biggest influencer on the offense
1: we we can just call him i don't know dutch mike or whoever it is that they hire (laughs) next year it's going to be it's going to be the same thing your head coach is your head coach okay with the exception of maybe the cowboys i don't think coordinators answer to the owners the head coach does head coach answers the general manager in in a lot of uh more traditional franchises nowadays mike tomlin Honestly, is the he's the final say when it comes to that. He's been in that position for way too long. Okay. Rooney is not listening to the coordinator directly. He's not implementing these kinds of things. Um, honestly, I, I think and there's logic to this. Okay. As much as we might not like it, there's logic to this. We don't know what's going to happen with our, our offensive line. We are patching it together. We have yet another new offensive line coach. We have a bunch of new starters, yet again. We don't know what this is going to be. We are also brand new with our quarterback. So the line is not used to the quarterback. The quarterback is not used to the line. The coaches aren't used to the quarterback or the line. In in what way are they going to run a highly complex vertical heavy passing game? You're not going to be able to. So the Steelers didn't try to. Now, I understand that that doesn't necessarily result in a whole lot of success. But maybe this is why they put a bunch of money into their defense. They have to grow the offense. It had to get over a, a, a certain maturation hump. Uh, an experience uh, uh, debt they they didn't have enough uh, on the offensive side of the ball together I don't mean in the league or playing football I mean together that problem is, is mitigated to some degree next year not all of it but it's mitigated to some degree they still need more talent on the offensive side of the ball no splash plays for the second year in a row they didn't try to do a whole lot Pickett missed deep again a couple times, which is really starting to trouble me now because I didn't see him missing as much uh, in college. Putting the ball where it needs to go. I mean, the guy catches it. That's one thing. Jordan Addison, his junior year against college defenders. Yeah, he's going to tear him up deep. Pickett hit him uh, where he was. Pickett missed a lot. I mean, the the deep ball to Johnson that he got his hands on but wasn't able to, to stay in bounds with, that throw was off. I, he missed on, on most of his deep stuff. He's got work to do with that. um, But they are going to be able to open things up more. And I I honestly think uh, they'll go in a different direction with a new coordinator. I don't know who it's going to be. To be honest, if it's two ways to look at this, Lance, one, you go with their current tradition, which is to promote the quarterbacks coach, which very well could be why Mike Sullivan's in charge. So we could just call it the Mike and Mike offense next year. Mike Sullivan would follow the exact template as Matt Canada in the exact. sense that he was brought in as the quarterback's coach. Then he was promoted to offensive coordinator. Just Randy Fickner was around a little bit longer, but still the same thing quarterback's coach into offensive coordinator. Before that, it was Haley, an outside hire, and Haley lasted longer than all of them. Um, if you want to go the outside hire route, I could absolutely see why they would want to do that, uh, get some fresh ideas. I really think that that's probably in their best interest. The post Ben era is over. This is the picket era now. Um, You have to kind of figure out how you want to do this. You want to continue to run the ball. They got a lot invested in that. I understand that, but they're going to need to get a, a much stronger and much more consistent passing game. One in which they don't have, you know, 18 interceptions or how many ever they threw this year. They've got to continue to build their young talent. They've got to continue to emphasize protection and they've got to bring more playmaking ability within their skill positions. And I think there are coordinators out there that can help lead them to that end. But when the rubber meets the road, it's Mike Tomlin. It's not the offensive coordinator because Tomlin is the one who, and in concert with Rooney and Omar Khan, they need to get together to figure out the direction they want their offense to go. And from there, then you hire the coordinator. So to be honest with you, it could be Sullivan. It could be somebody that we don't even think of right now but my guess right now would, you know, lack of a name. Um, I think Mike Sullivan would probably be the the, uh, the clubhouse leader. But it, let's just say Frank Reich has the kind of personality that has always been attractive to the Steelers. Let me ask you. I would did, not be surprised if they went after him. Does Frank Reich have any Western Pennsylvania ties? He doesn't. He's from the central part of the state. He uh, but he's, from- he's, outside, he's He's from outside Hershey. Okay, but, but he's in, Pennsylvania, so yeah. he has some Pennsylvania. T- if yeah. he had Western PA ties, I'd be like, "Well, that's going to be Frank Reich." If, uh, if he was from Western PA, the fact that I I hate to say this too, this is just me. Um, it, it seems like oftentimes many on the Steelers staff, um, are devout Christians, which Reich definitely is. They there's a sense of leadership that comes from that from the Steelers' perspective. I'm not. It's not me saying it. Um, certainly, there are some who do not fit that mold, which is fine, you know, no, no issues. But I, I think just for me, I think Reich checks a lot of boxes, with the exception of does he want to be an NFL head coach again? The um, yeah. Panthers apparently want to talk to him about their opening. Um, I don't know. I, you know, it, it, the, the the obvious um, point of this, and I think Felicia brought this up a couple weeks ago when it came up his ties to the Eagles. I think that's interesting, but his ties were to Doug Peterson. Um, yeah, Nick Sirianni was not a part of that. I'm right. not 100% sure that they wouldn't bring him back because frankly, they're going to have three coaches get hired away from them this year, I'm sure. Uh, excellent coaching staff that they've put together over there. Uh, the coordinator job might be open, but again, Sirianni, Sirianni didn't work with Reich. So um, I, I we can't necessarily say that's the case, but who's to say... The Eagles don't step in and say, look, we're going to bring him home. Um, this is what we want to do. He's he's going to be the coordinator. Um, I don't know. Jump, it, it's let it's me, interesting. Let me jump into this comment from Mark Tobin,
0: and I hope that Mark is wrong. He said they scored 28 points and won like six games in a row. He's not getting fired he's getting an extension if anything. Let me throw out That's a what couple said of said too. <laughs> let me throw out a couple of numbers hopefully they're looking at so he doesn't get an extension. Um Kenny Pickett threw one touchdown pass today. That gave him seven touchdown passes for the year. Seven. As an offense, their quarterbacks threw for 11 touchdown passes. Before today's game, Kenny Pickett had the same number of touchdown passes as Minka Fitzpatrick had interceptions. Six. I mean, with that level of production, you you, you can't come back. But I want to switch reels real quick before we conclude the show. And I want to thank everybody who faithfully follows the show. If you're new to the program, please hit us with a like and a subscribe. Big up to, I think this is a new listener, Jake Shoot Stuff. Big up to Jake. I love that name. That's a fantastic name. Um, he fits I mean, that, right in
1: here with that comment that
0: is awesome and big up to the brothers of omega side five big male and my man kevin jones big up to you guys and also big up to any of the brothers from kappa alpha Psi fraternity incorporated who celebrated a founder's day on january 5th like jake shoot stuff historically pathetic in the passing game in a league that encourages big numbers uh, you know, in the passing game. But b- 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 before we end the program, again, we're going to be doing just Wednesday shows. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to do this Wednesday. We might take a break. We might do some weekend I, we, shows. We left
1: a lot on the board here. We got to do one Wednesday. Yeah, I mean, we got it. well, of course.
0: Um, And, and so we're going to talk about the playoffs as well. Uh, When the seedings and stuff, we're going to jump into that. My, my, my thought initially in terms of the Super Bowl, uh, I don't know the seating, so I don't know if Cincinnati can play Buffalo um, in the championship game. I don't think they can because they're on the same side of the bracket, uh, one and three. So, uh, but I, but I think after the Hamlin um, injury and, and him almost dying, and I'm glad to hear uh, that he's doing much better. That's the best news. Um, I, I think it's going to be very tough to beat the Bills. Um, I think the Bills are playing. Uh, you know, they, I think they want to win it um, for for, uh, for for him, um, and so I think it's going to be very tough. And in fact, th- they're a really good team. But let me let me ask you about this on the offense. And we were talking about you made a mention earlier about the offensive line, about Cole, about Daniels. You made a comment about uh, replacing the left tackle, and I think they have to do that. I think because Kenny Pickett has showed that he kind of at this point in my opinion kind of overreacts a bit to pressure they've got to keep him protected and clean uh th- they have to uh they have to fix that left tackle position um but in terms of questions answered on the offense let let me ask you this yes or no i'm going to say and when i say question to answer it's it, it's in regards to have they
1: found this position have they found their their guy to play this position? Found as in if assuming the guy is under contract, yes, will he be on the team next year? It'd be the, and be their and starter like that. And okay. be
0: their starter. Okay. Kenny Pickett it will be the starter next year. Yes. Okay. Mason Cole will be the starting center next year. Yes. Uh James Daniels will be the starting right left guard. guard. Right. Is it right guard? Right, right guard. Right guard. Right <laughs> guard next year. Yes. Uh, they have their wide receiver one and two in whichever way you want to flip them, uh, Deontay or Pickens. They have their wide receiver one and two.
1: Yeah, they, they play different positions. They're, it, they're not – one and two is a term of, of fantasy value more than anything. Beyond that, it's a term of priority um, that you can find. No, I'm just using it in terms of, top, terms of top two. I'm using The top two receivers to get the ball the most next year? Yeah, I'll yes. do those two. Um, let me ask you about Johnson, the... Johnson's a really tough cut. Um, unless something happened, I don't think that they would cut him. It's gonna, that's not, not really much of a point.
0: Let um, me ask you this: Tight end position, assuming Muth doesn't have a significant injury, and let's hope that he doesn't. Do they have their number one tight
1: end? Uh, Muth. yes, yes, barring the injury piece, which you know, he. Might cost him a good chunk of next season, which sucks. But um, definitely a good player, definitely a building block kind of guy. And I'm sure we'll
0: dig into this more as we take a closer look at game film over the course of the year and look at this offense. So we, and lastly, they have their running back one and two,
1: and Najee and Warren. I, yeah, it might be the might be among the five best running back combinations in the game. I, I think we'll hear that talked about um, this off season quite a bit and, and rightfully so. Um, God, I wish Warren got in that last one. I, I really thought he was in. I really wish he got that one. He earned so me, it. So let me ask you this, what elevates,
0: what position group, you know, as we're just looking at it, cause I'm going to ask, you know, of course, we're going to take a closer look, but what position group on offense What addition, what position upgrade elevates
1: this offense the most? Just really quickly in your opinion. I think what would elevate it, I think you need another receiver. Um, You've got to get another playmaker out there. Um, You you need three of them in the NFL if you want to be a a high-end production uh, passing offense. You need to get that to some degree. I really, it, the tight end is going to be a really interesting situation. I, I really like what I saw from Connor Hayward uh, over the last five games, capped off by today, did an excellent job. He um, played fantastic today. And I, I have liked um, Zach Gentry as as a, a, a blocker. I think they would want to keep that around as well, certainly with Fryermuth. Um We don't know yet on Friermuth, but... Not trying to to jump too far ahead, and make decisions now. But he's a free agent. Um, more than likely, you'd think he he'd go. But uh, a, a good vertical slot and in line type of tight end would help. But it, somebody said this in the comments earlier. Those things aside, I, honestly, I think it's on their line. I I think they need um more offensive, uh, offensive linemen. I think they need guys that can great in in the run game and can hold up and. It, athletes that are smarter than the two it seems that they have at, at left tackle and left guard and uh, you know badasses they need bullies uh, that helps the run game that helps the pass game it's not just a pass protection thing you get those guys out of the move Trent Williams for example Trent Williams is is a great pass protecting tackle I think he might be the best offensive tackle in the history of the game he's, he's up at that level uh, his value in the run game is unbelievable he is such a good run blocker. There are so many things they're able to do just off of him, whether he, they put him in motion. That's how athletic that guy is. Uh, getting somebody, you're not going to get Trent Williams. If they can get Trent Williams, that would be great. But uh, they need a, a, a better space-eating left tackle uh, with the feet and, and arms that he can protect. They, just, they need an upgrade at the position. I don't know how exactly they're going to address that. I would imagine uh, with one of their three top 60 picks, they'll draft a left tackle. Um, but I think that's probably their their position to gain. Um, and I'm not sure how good their left guard is either. I'm going to answer my own question in a similar fashion as you.
0: I definitely think left tackle is in the mix because uh, I think they got to keep Kenny secure. Because uh, I think, I, I think a, a couple of bad habits were starting to creep up um, with Kenny looking to get out the pocket and perceive pressure a bit. They know better than me, of course, how much of that statement that I made is true. Obviously, they coach him every day. They're looking at the field. I think left tackles in play in my, in my position in the first round. However, I like the way that Cincinnati went about it when they were in a similar position in terms of how they wanted to uh, to maximize the potential of their high-value quarterback and Joe Burrow and now I don't I don't think the Steelers will be in a position I don't know what their draft status is and big up to Felicia who's going to the draft in Kansas City and Felicia I need some Gates barbecue uh some burn-ins oh hell yeah I need I need some burn-ins um you need to send them to the show some hot links burn-ins I need some ribs I'm getting hungry right now about to go lick my fingers and about Three minutes when this show oh, ends. Seriously, I'd uh, kill for that right now. Y- yes, I would. I I'd hit somebody over the head right now for some ribs. Oh, so good. Um, and pick up to Sheba. Pick up to Sheba. That's a new name on the program. Pick up to Sheba. Thank you, Fee. I, I need them ribs. Please send them to me and Neil. Uh, and uh, yes, and a little bit of rub too, so I can use them because I'm a, a, a amateur backyard rib Hell aficionado yeah. guy. Oh, uh, yeah. But. The way Cincinnati dealt with it, and of course, they had a much higher pick than the Steelers will have. They went out and got Jamal Chase, Jamar Chase. And what's happened since
1: they've blown up offensively? They Imagine have blown
0: that. up offensively. They added him into the mix, they might, with Higgins, honestly. And they, they
1: might be back to back AFC champions. I wouldn't Is right they, now, I might, yes, even, I might even yes, be picking them,
0: yes. And had this not happened. With the young man in Buffalo, I was picking Cincinnati and Philadelphia to go to the Super Bowl. Still may happen. Cincinnati is dangerous, and they are absolutely dangerous because when they added Chase to that offense, it took that offense to the next level. They went the route of adding Chase and then going and getting a second tier free agent tackle and Lyle Collins. That yep. is what I would love for the Steelers to do.
1: Yep, and I think that's it. – we'll get into this. We have months to go over this, and I know that plenty will yell and scream and gnash teeth about it, but Lyle Collins was probably a legitimate top five, top 15 pick in his draft. Something happened. (laughs) It was just nuts. Uh, He ended up not being drafted at all and more or less told every team, don't draft me. He's just going to go sign somewhere as a free agent and try to get – the money that he should have gotten um, as, as a draft pick, he ends up with Dallas uh, does a good job there. He gets paid. Uh, he's on the market. Cincinnati gets a pretty good deal for him. Um, he's done pretty well. You can't out now complain. If you're Cincinnati, there are reasonable tackles that you can get in converse to what I was saying a little bit ago, as far as uh, Trent Williams goes, you don't necessarily need Trent Williams to have adequate protection. And once again, protection is as much on your quarterback as it is on your line okay the quarterback is the one that calls out the protection. He's the one that's saying this and that the center makes checks but the quarterback is supposed to identify what's happening and communicate that to the team. Burrow for as talented as he is, he doesn't like doing that a lot. He's really not and we saw it in the playoffs when he got sacked nine times by the Titans it was not protection that was doing that he held onto the ball. He wasn't looking to, to get rid of it. The Titans just brought pressure constantly because Burrow wasn't adjusting to anything. And then Titans honestly should have won that game if, if they had a quarterback themselves they, they could play. Burrow was just a little bit better than Tannehill was that day. But the the Bengals will be a super team when Burrow is, is controlling more of that. And the, the more experience he gets, the better off he's going to be. At that point, It's not that the value of the tackle goes down. It's just that what you really want when the quarterback can figure out the game is a high-level receiver who's going to be open when the pressure is coming. That's what Pickett didn't have. He wasn't able to get rid of the ball. He got chased around a good amount in the second half today. Protection wasn't good today. Um, You can get better pass blockers. I'm not saying that you can't. But when your quarterback doesn't have a good sense of what he's doing, your protection isn't going to do much. It, it's it's a full effort. It's a full unit thing. Um, God, you guys are killing me with this. I am so flipping hungry right now.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> brisket talk talking and barbecue talk is strong rub. in the chat. I'm like, man, I'm about to end the show time. right now. It, it, it get me a burger or something, because man, I would love some brisket, some hot links, some burn ins oh, It would yeah. be fantastic, but. We're going to end the show, man. Um, but,
1: yeah, you, know, oh
0: you know, we're going to go ahead and end the show, man. This has been a fantastic season. Uh, we are almost at the point where we can be monetized. So if you are on and listening to the program right now, please, if you have not, give us a subscription. We are going to be coming on month- excuse me, on Wednesdays like we normally do. And I'm going to just call it here right now. We're going to do some playoff stuff because, I, you know, Although the Steelers aren't in the playoffs, you know, we're all football junkies. And so it's going to be interesting because um, I think that Dolphins matchup against the Bills, given two of plays, is going to be a very interesting game because Miami moves the ball really well uh, against the Bills. They played a fantastic offensive game when they went to Buffalo the last time they played. and it's And it's very interesting to see divisional teams play, uh, in the playoffs when they play that third time. Those are fun. And those are really fun like games because those, those, those staffs really know each other. And both those teams are one and one each with a home win. And so that's going to be a fantastic game. So we're going to hop on for the playoffs. We'll probably just pick the games and do something about it. Just, just, just do something with that of that nature. But again, if you have not subscribed to the program, please give a subscription and a like and Felicia, Mel, Kevin, Hey man, we'll ship you some addresses so y'all can, uh, you know, freeze dry some meat or however you ship meat. And yeah, uh, I don't send, even care. Do whatever you, know, you want. Send us some meat. You you can send me a cow and a, and I slaughter the cow myself or something. You can you can just season it, but you can send us some meat and uh, we'll be eating barbecue ribs or something on the next program, licking fingers. But with that, we are going to conclude the program. And as always. Tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. Go Steelers. Great season.